Yeah, tell me lies. And research is finding that when you're in a larger group, you're probably telling more lies. It's when you're one-on-one that you kind of watch your behavior. The whole idea is looking at deception and morals. Out of the UBC, researchers have found that people are more likely to act deceptively when dealing with a group rather than an individual. Dr. Daniel Skarlicki is a professor at the UBC Souter School of Business. Professor Skarlicki, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you for having me, Angela. Well, this is interesting research. So you're trying to see how people behave in groups as opposed to individuals, especially when it comes to being more ethical. Give me a little bit of background here. Sure. I think I think uh, the world is becoming very, very concerned about um, uh, this growing concern among policymakers and organizations around the issue of dishonesty, misguiding people, and uh, outright lying. And we found, uh, and we thought we were going to look into what are some of the factors that um, make deception happen even more, more, what makes deception even more common. So you had, uh, tell me how this worked then. You worked with people in groups, and then you worked with people just on a one-on-one basis? Sure. And we call this the plurality effect, which refers to the tendency for individuals to demonstrate more dishonesty when interacting with a group of individuals than when interacting one-on-one. And this is something uh, counterintuitive because folk wisdom would predict the opposite, I think. We tend to believe that negotiating with a group, I have to be more careful because there's more of them and they might be, we might be worried that the groups are better at detecting deception, which is why this effect was quite, was quite surprising. So what we did is we ran several experiments where participants were put in situations where they were interacting either with another party that was a group uh, or one-on-one. And we had several experiments Uh, that we ran, for example, giving uh, advice to another person in a potential conflict of interest situation, in job interviews, such as my availability to work long hours, uh, in negotiations, such as conveying inaccurate information to the other party. And what we found, indeed, was there was greater deception when the other party was comprised of a group of individuals versus an individual. You know, and back up on that plurality effect, I would have thought exactly that. If I'm facing a bigger group, I feel more eyes are on me. I have to make sure I'm on my best behavior. They're not catching me in a lie. When in fact, your research found people tend to be more deceptive in that group setting? That's right. And and there's a couple of uh, theories that pointed us in that direction. First of all, Uh, We tend to see groups as being more inherently uh, competitive. Uh, Back to evolutionary psychology, we see the groups that were competing for the same uh, food, if you will. But also, we tend to experience more moral concern for individuals than for groups of individuals. So we have less... uh, uh, we have less moral obligation to a group than we do to one-on-one. 
Okay, that makes sense because I guess if I'm one-on-one, I feel I'm establishing a a relationship, maybe a closer relationship with that person because it's just me and that other person as opposed to a bigger group when I don't really have ties to them. Am I going down the right road here? That's exactly right. And we we feel a much more a sense of obligation to one-on-one building an interpersonal relationship. And when we're dealing with multiple people across the table, we tend to dehumanize them. They're, it, it's less personal. And so it's, it's dissipated, it's diffused. And so we, we tend to uh, be more willing to pr- provide inaccurate information in those situations. My guest this afternoon is Dr. Daniel Skarlicki, a professor at the UBC Sauter School of Business, talking about this idea of when are you maybe more honest or when are you more deceptive? So what do we do with this kind of finding if you say that people tend to be uh, less ethical in a group setting? That doesn't bode well for, let's say, politics that are so divisive. What, What do we do with this information? Well, that's that's the important question because dishonesty plays out in many ways, including even when working with clients or negotiations, suppliers and customers. But it also can involve interactions with leaders, you know, political presidents, CEOs, and so on. So this can range uh, many different levels. And what it means is that if you are in a, if a situation arises where the other party consists of several negotiators, for example, uh, political or business leaders might take extra measures to guard against their own tendency to be uh, lax with the full truth. So there's the part of this research that says that we're more likely to give out and be more deceptive. But on the other hand, kind of as a sword and a shield, you want to be careful that you set up a situation where deception is likely to be least uh, uh, common. So, for example, in human resources, you might want to avoid using panel interviews, which can, can be quite common, and instead using one-on-one a series of one-on-one interviews to minimize interviewee deception. Daniel, part of your research also talked about the in-groups and the out-groups. How did that play in this whole idea of a deception or being more or less ethical? Well, it's, it turns out that the effects were even stronger when the other party was a member of an out-group versus an in-group. And by that, we may simply mean a group that we identify with versus don't identify with, somebody from a different social caste or a different organization. Um, and it, we found these effects were even higher among people who were high on collectivist values. And this would be people primarily from Asia and China because because uh, collectivists, high collectivists experience especially strong reactions uh, for their in-group versus the out-group. So how do you define collectivist values? Sometimes it's easier to understand collectivists versus individualists because they're some, uh, they've been argued to be on the same spectrum. So individualists would be people who care about their own, how they, they own their own personal achievement. And, uh, in, and collectivists tend to be more concerned about the success of the group. 
And by contrast, we might examples might be North America, in particular the U.S. are high on individualism, whereas uh, China would be higher on collectivism. Very interesting. I'm so glad you had a chance to share it with us. Me too. I'm so so thank thank you for having me. I really enjoyed speaking with you.